Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, the health of America is today. Now, this is really pertinent, considering we're going to be going through another couple more shutdowns and lockdowns. Uh, But let's look at the overall health, because the media is talking up uh, about the local uh, virus of the month, and that it's a big thing. And now the government World Health Organization is now saying, well, you know, the lockdowns really aren't effective, but we're going to take advantage of this and do a great reset. Well, we're going to be talking about the reset later, but let's look at the real um, health of America. And you're going to find out America is not really a thick uh, or a healthy, dynamic uh, um, country. We've got a lot of problems. Now, you may have heard the top leading causes of death. Now, uh, a lot of people, since it's in the news and the media seems to be running uh, the science, uh, they'll talk about uh, the death rates. You know, the hospitals are overflowing. Well, really, are they? Were they empty before? No, they weren't. So let's look at this. Now, um, when you look at miscarriages in America, and this is the top 10 causes of death in America, the top 10 and I want you to listen to the numbers. Miscarriages now in America are about one to two million every year, every year. Now, are we looking into that? Are we looking at the medications or vaccines that cause spontaneous abortion? Now, deaths and induced by surgeon, okay, so by medical treatment or diagnostic procedures, 780,000 uh, die every year. Abortion, 664,000 every year. Heart disease, 614,000. Cancer, 591,000. Um, you're, you're talking preventable harm to patients. And this is uh, iatrogenic illnesses, 400,000. Blood infections, 300,000. I mean, it's crazy. So it's really the medical care. Now, we're going to be talking about um, well, I'm hoping the blog talk isn't going to censor us. So we're going to talk about everything as much as we can on this media. But they are censoring in YouTube, Facebook, um, most of the other platforms. They're going to start censoring Vimeo. They're going to start censoring a lot of different um, platforms. So we have the drbvip.com. It may be started up this week, but it's literally www.vimeo.com. D-R-B, like Dr. B, V-I-P dot com, and that's two ninety seven a month. And that it, we're going to give you all the PowerPoints, uh, PDF forms, handouts, all our censored videos, everything. So be part of the resistance. Plus, we also have uh, the Extreme Health Academy at nineteen ninety nine a month. Uh, we're on Library, BitChute, and Dr. John Bergman. So we're trying to keep the information out there. But let's look at the health of America. We know 6 out of 10 Americans have some type of chronic illness or disease. That's 6 out of 10. If you look at the entire COVID fiasco, cannot die from this disease if you're healthy. But the comorbid conditions, and I mean, even the um, CDC came out that said 94% of everybody that is, that is listed as having died from COVID did not die from COVID. 94% of the time, they died with it, not from it, that there was some underlying causative factor. And that is the health of America. 
figure half of our population will get cancer. That's one in two, killing 600,000 people every year, three times the inflated numbers of the COVID deaths. Heart disease, 655,000 people a year die every year, and nobody shuts down. But now we're looking at depression, anxiety, dementia, one in three seniors, a cognitive disorder. So why is this? Well, we've got stress, physical, chemical, and emotional stress, and that is the key. Uh, We know suicide is rising like crazy in high school kids. This was a great study published in Pediatrics, October 2019, and they said that um, the 12 to 18-year-old death rate in 2017, suicide was the second leading cause. Uh, So this means that our our anxiety level of our children is huge. Now, we know it's going to rise because, uh, I mean, we predicted that there was going to be um, a a shutdown, then a relaxing of the requirements, then another shutdown. And this is how it's going to be. If you remember Fourth of July, they shut down. They didn't want big crowds. And then they kind of eased off some of the restrictions, June, July, then August and September. And we know that every year, um, October, November, December, flu rates and flu deaths rise. And since they're using the PCR to test, which we can't talk on this format, but the PCR test is not for diagnostics. So that we knew that there was going to be another shutdown about uh, November or December. I had no idea that they were going to shut down Thanksgiving, but we can understand that. There's already toilet paper shortages and paper towel shortages, so start ordering those because the death rates every winter, every winter go up. But with the media controlling the science, they're going to sensationalize it like crazy because they have to cause massive inflation in order to reduce the debt. So this is actually a government uh, run or worldwide run program to change the national debt that we have by causing a massive inflation. That's why your business is being judged. So I've got a buddy that's got a restaurant <clears throat> and he's very frustrated that they're making him shut down again. He can't, people can't afford to do that, to shut down and open and shut down and open. <clears throat> so I, I told him, I said, you cannot depend on the government. You can't depend on them for help or handout or even giving good advice. We have to start our own thing to change this world. Uh, when we look at the suicide deaths for next year, they're predicting nearly a million people, nearly a million people are going to be dying from suicide. And that is from the, the COVID-19 interventions the interventions where you can't see your your seniors in an, in an old folks home. They can't touch you. Your kids are going to have to wear masks. So we have to change this protocol. So what's the, the big thing? Physical, chemical, and, and emotional stressors. That's it. The physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. That is the true cause of disease. And when we look at infant mortality rate, I mean, we're now ranked 77th in infant mortality. 26,000 babies die before their first birthday, and that's every year in America. The United States, when you look at the level of poverty, and this was last revised in 2015, but we're 16th out of 
133 countries. And this is, um, and you're looking at children living in poverty, medium wealth, and the adult. We're 16th out of 134 countries. Children living in poverty were 34th out of 35. That's right. And this is the top industrialized countries. Um, percentage living below the poverty line, we're number 35th out of 157 countries. Uh, the healthiest countries in the world were 33 out of 145 countries. It, it's the, but we do spend the most on healthcare, highest gross domestic product on healthcare. Um, however, cancer statistics. Now we're only going to look at cancer because we have limited time. And when we're talking about the health of America and the insanity of America, let's look at the massive rise in cancers. And uh, figure in 1900, and this was 120 years ago, one in 20 got cancer. In the 1940s, it was one in 16. 1970s, it was one in 10. 2016, it's one in two, half the population. Now, if you're concerned about death and you're wearing your mask and you're putting your gloves on and you're doing social distancing and you're not going to have more than 10 people over and you're purelling your vegetables before you eat them, okay, so you've totally bought the, CNA narrative, uh, the CNN narrative. Okay, when, when I say 600,000 people a year, um, you figure what Stalin said was true. One death is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic. So I want to bring this more open to you so you realize that your abject fear when they say there's been a 1,000 new cases and 30 deaths and, and 500 new cases and this, it's a case-demic. The testing isn't accurate. We've covered this in the past. But let's just look at cancer. 600,000 deaths from cancer every year. That sounds like a lot. That's 1,600 people dying every day from cancer. Every day. That's 11,000 people dying every week. Now, of course, we're not shutting down the economy or causing more deaths from anxiety or destroying food production by, by um, closing down meat packing plants and everything. So, I mean, it, it's mind-blowing. Now, the World Health Organization predicts that deaths from cancer will double T30. Double. So if we're experiencing this death rate of 1,600 people dying every day, by 2030, it will be 3,000 people dying every day. Now, cancer is really expensive. You're looking at $6 billion at taxpayer funds. You're looking at $173 billion okay, um, every year. So it's very expensive. But that also means ridiculously profitable. I mean, heck, chemotherapy, the average price is around 35000 per month. So whether you have health insurance or not, that will not help you. The majority of bankruptcies are from this. And researchers estimate that if you could come up with a cure for cancer, it's worth $50 trillion, a cure for cancer. Now, when we know what cancer is from, you look at the top experts, they're saying they have no clue at what cancer is from. Uh, and in fact, <laughs> just looking at this, um, an estimated $6 billion was raised every year in the name of breast cancer. And there's over 1,400 tax-exempt charities in the U.S., so you're looking at billions and billions of dollars are raised for just breast cancer alone. Um, 
the the problem is that they're looking at research. They're not looking at cause. They're looking at um, at the um, the how to treat breast cancer because they're not looking at the underlying biologic processes or the events that are there. And according to the CDC website, I want you to listen to this. Limitations in our knowledge of the risks associated with vaccines and vaccinations, the following problems. And this is just on vaccines. Limited understanding of the biologic processes that underlie adverse events. Let me stop there and I want you to think about this. They don't understand how the vaccine can have a nonspecific effect because they're only looking for specific effects. Like if you give the chickenpox vaccine, you see a reduction in chickenpox, beautiful. But when you see a rise in non-Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, from the measles vaccine or you see a rise in certain types of cancer and brain damage from the polio shot, they don't understand those events. Incomplete and inconsistent information from individual reports, poorly constructed research studies. Uh, I mean, huge. When we look, though, at cancer, cancer, and here's the uh, Journal of National Science, Biology, and Medicine, 2011. The title of the article is Immunity Over Inability, the Spontaneous Regression of Cancer. Quote, the spontaneous healing of cancer is a phenomenon that has been observed for hundreds and thousands of years, and after having been the subject of many controversies, is now accepted as an indisputable fact. Think of that, indisputable fact that cancer can reverse on its own. Um, The article goes on to state, the word spontaneous implies without any apparent cause and regression is defined as a decrease in size of the tumor or extent of cancer in the body according to the National Cancer Institute. Spontaneous regression occurs in most types of cancer that were and was recorded in medical literature as early as 1742. So they've known that cancer can spontaneously form, kind of, but spontaneously go away. Completely different. You're not hearing this from the standard doctor. Now, the the article is on to state, the partial or complete disappearance of a malignant tumor in the absence of treatment or in the presence of therapy considered inadequate to exert a significant influence on the disease. Now, this was composed by Dr. Tilden Everson and Dr. Warren Cole in the 1960s. And what they went on, spontaneous regression of cancer is not a rare occurrence, as thought to be. In an average month in 2002, medical journals published more than four articles. In the average month, and this is 18 years ago, medical journals published an average of four articles per month on the subject of spontaneous regression. And I'm going to show some x-rays of a patient who's got prostate cancer. Now, of course, prostate cancer, what does that come from? If you talk to the standard doctor, they're going to say bad luck or bad genes. Okay, you got to look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. If you're going to have compromised nerve supply to the pelvic floor, unstable pelvis, past trauma, a stress state, that's the cause. And uh, we also know that here's out of the Journal of Toxicology and Environmental Health, and this was in June 2018. Listen to the title of this article, A Lowered Probability of Pregnancy in Females in the U.S. Between Age 25 and 29 Who Received the HPV Vaccine. Yes, that's right. 
Um, this is an article saying that if you've gotten the HBV shot, and there's three shots of them, and this is one of those shots that is forced on our children in order to get them to go to school, uh, they're finding out now, you know, 20 years after the shot was introduced, that these children that they injected are having trouble becoming fertile. Now, it was supposedly for cervical cancer, but no one is looking at the effects or side effects of this. So 60% of the women on, who did not receive the HPV vaccine, and this was a study. Here, let me read the whole study. Um, uh, the birth rates on 1,000 females from age 25 to 29 fell from 118 in 2007 to 105 in 2015. And uh, shortly after the vaccine was licensed, several reports of recipients experienced primary ovarian failure emerged. 8 million 25 to 29-year-olds women reside between two, uh, in the United States between 2007 and 2014. So 8 million women they got. 60% uh, of the women did not receive the HPV. They had been pregnant at least once. 35% um, were exposed to the vaccine had conceived. 75% of the married women who did not receive the vaccine had conceived, and 50% of the vaccine women um, had been pregnant. So the results of the APV shot were less likely to have been pregnant than in the same group who did not receive the shot. However, the data suggests that the number of women having ever conceived have fallen by more than 2 million, so population control. Uh, now, the politics of cancer. Samuel Epstein, MD, quote, we are dealing not with a scientific problem, we are dealing with a political issue, end of quote. Um, Dr. Robert Atkins, quote, there is not one but many cures for cancer available. They're all being systematically suppressed by the a American Cancer Society and National Cancer Institute and the major oncology centers. They have too much of an interest in maintaining the status quo. Uh, the pink ribbons. I mean, figure breast cancer rates have increased 90% in the last four decades. In 1971, there were 66 cases for 100,000 women. 2010, 126 cases for, per 100,000. Uh, when we look at pancreatic uh, carcinoma, okay, now... Uh, it's one of the most aggressive forms of human cancer. High mortality rate represents everything. Now, when you look at the FDA, it's almost completely uh, fatal. Um, however, when you look that if you expose somebody to dietary fatty acids, that that helps. If you have um, other exposures... Uh, like meat and fish oil consumption and risk of pancreatic cancer, they show that there's actually an increase in risk of toxic animal fats and a decrease in pancreatic cancer. So should we relook and rethink about our diet? We know that medications increase our cancer risk. How? According to the Meta Metabolism and Clinical and Experimental Journal, 2008, they're saying that heart disease, cancer, mental disorders, obesity, diabetes, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, infertility, all of these could be an epigenetic expression from medications. That means the medications that you're prescribed can cause these disorders. 
a toxic and deficient. The epigenetics means there's a control above the genes. Quote, consequences for modern medicine are profound. So it would imply our current understanding of pharmacology is an oversimplification. No kidding. Uh, when we look at their studies on curcumin and cancer that are showing a massive decrease in cancer. And guess which type? Pancreatic cancer. Here's the abstract. Pancreatic cancer is almost always lethal, and the only Food and Drug Administration approved therapies for it are these two toxic substances. Um, and they produce responses in less than 10% of the patients. They evaluated in this study the biologic effects of curcumin, a plant-derived dietary ingredient with potent nuclear factor XB, um, FX, NFXB and tumor inhibitory properties against pancreatic cancer. It works. It helps. So should you start taking curcumin or mixing it with your food? Absolutely. Should you do it to prevent cancer? No, you do it because you need it for health. Uh, when we look at, at at other studies, I mean, a study just in with iodine protects against breast cancer. Uh, studies show that the minimal amount of iodine to protect breast cancer is 20 to 40 times more needed, needed to prevent goiter. So when you're looking at incidents of fibrocystic breast changes among women, iodine helps. Um, the absence of iodine is a promoter of cancer. So should you supplement for, with iodine? Absolutely. I mean, it just makes sense. When we look at organic food, pesticides, most pesticides are estrogen-based. So should you change your diet? Whether you, do you want to wait for cancer or do you want to start changing it now? Change it now. Um, look at medical dogma. I mean, we've got enough medical dogma now. But bloodletting began in Egypt and was practiced until 1900. This is what killed George Washington. The germ theory, okay, that germs cause disease was developed in 1670. And even though there's a tremendous amount of data to discount that. Childbed fever, there's a Dr. Semmelweis who felt that hand washing was important and he instituted it and bam, lives were saved. It turns out hand washing is important. What about the medical dogma today of wearing a mask or staying six foot away from each person or not touching them or shaking their hands or purelling everything or locking away? None of these are based in science. It's complete medical dogma. Um, <laughs> the, the classic opinions of medical doctors, and, and these are, are fairly recent quotes here. Quote, Nature wants to destroy you. Evolution has been driven by aggressive forces, which organisms will enact their livelihood at your expense. These instruments of death, pathogenic organisms, have an effect directed the development of one of the most underappreciated parts of the human biology, our immune system. The war is endless. Yeah, again with the war, okay? Let's look at how to change your belief system. Do you believe that your body is weak, sick, and we need medications to survive on this planet? Then you should turn your set off now. If you believe that you're designed to live here, that you're a vitalistic, energy-based being, that there's, if there's a disease here, there's also a cure, that you're more energy than matter, that you're built by God, that you, your great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents, and for thousands of millennia, your, your family has survived on this planet, and so we're going to change our point of view 
into a vitalistic system, a system based on 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 appreciating how, who you are and how your body adapts. Figure modern healthcare now is based on mechanistic. You have a digestive system, nervous system, immune system. No one is looking for how all of these um, join together. Uh, if we if we look back in history, Claude Bernard, 1865. He was the fodder of modern experimental physiology, and that's what we need. We really need to have independent science again. And what, what he felt was the ideal vision of medicine, according to physiology, deals with the science of norms. But even scientifically-based medical approaches should not focus solely on normal values. Absolutely. So does that mean that if you have high blood pressure and you're not looking at the cause of it, you take a drug to lower it, and you're not addressing the cause, but that person is now has a normal blood pressure, even though you've given them a toxic drug to alter their physiology, and you're not addressing the underlying cause. That is what it means to look at norms, but not look at the end result. Peter Sterling, um, a brilliant guy from Cambridge University, wrote this article, Principles of Allostasis, Optimal Design, Predictive Regulation, Pathophysiology, and Rational Therapeutics. I mean, brilliant article. What he goes on to state is, again, listen to this, treating these diseases with drugs to fix low-level mechanisms that are not broken turns out to not work particularly well. Absolutely. So we, we need to change this. If you look at pain, infections, high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, depression. These are all adaptations to, to stress. Um, when we look at autism, autism, again, this is growing exponentially, but you are not going to be hearing anything about autism or the dementia epidemic or anything like this because the media now controls the narrative just like the Nazis did in World War II, they're controlling the media, so they're controlling the information of the public. So you're not going to be hearing about the deaths of the million people dying from deaths of despair. You're not going to be hearing about all the millions of, of now new drug addicts and people with anxiety, stress, and depression because of the governmental intervention. Um, it's, you're not going to hear about this stuff because um, unless you know the one in three boys that will have autism by, 19, by 2033, one in three. We now have a one in 28, okay, representation. But, um, you know, some people say by 2030, some people by, say by uh, 2033. No matter what numbers you're looking at, we are losing, we are losing a generation of our population. The kids now, 100%, if they're vaccinated, 100% according to the schedule, they're going to get 72 doses of 17 different vaccines. That By the time they're 18. When I was a kid, we had three or four vaccines. They waited till we were five. Um, and, but back then, you could sue the companies. This is a liability-free product that we're forcing on our population. Now, we went along with this. And so the kids now in some states have no exemptions. They are owned by the state. So it doesn't matter if you have 
uh, desire to not get this medical procedure, and it doesn't matter if you get a negative response from the medical procedure, you can't sue the company. Um, now, the, the, of course, that's going to be with the COVID vaccine too, except the COVID one, you won't be able to drive, file taxes, travel, or go state to state. If you want to live like that, keep going along with the system. However, <laughs> I love this. This was a judge in Colombia that says forced vaccinations is unconstitutional. Uh, you might not remember this, but we used to have a constitution that guaranteed us freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly. Uh, of course, most of the Democratic governors are not looking at that. Governor Newsom has outlawed a freedom of assembly, has outlawed church, has shut everything down, and a number of governors are following him. But we still have brilliant leaders like the governor of Florida and the governor of South Dakota. God bless you guys for still looking at our Constitution. But realize, in Colombia, this judge, listen to this, the state cannot make decisions regarding bodily integrity of its citizens because to do so would violate human dignity. Let's get our dignity back. All of this stuff is going to be put on on the net as long as the truth ministry will allow us. Um, take human dignity, human dignity. Let's take it back. Let's go back to church. Let's not follow along with the government's um, uh, forced uh, procedures and unscientific-based masking and social distancing. Say no. When you're forced to get that vaccine, say no. Trust in your body. Trust that you're designed to live here and realize that they're trying to cause a massive inflation in order to decrease the value of the national debt. And this is a worldwide process. This is the Great Reset. The virus is a secondary um, sideshow just to keep your eyes away from the big picture. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.